Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. The podcast all about getting people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, and the music that have soundtracked their journey. So join me as we open up shop and have a waffle. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop podcast. This week, the Waffle Shop is going international. Who would have thought that a little podcast from Coventry in England would be reaching the other side of the Atlantic? So without further ado, please give a massive welcome all the way from Minnesota in the US of A. It's La La Luscious. Hi! (laughs) Hello. I am so excited to be in the Waffle Shop. Thank you so much for joining me. Of course. <laughs> Honestly, like I never ever would have thought that it would have got <laughs> that far. So the fact that it's even kind of people are listening, like it's connecting so many people from all like all different walks of life is blowing my mind. Yeah, you know, I am in the same boat with my podcast, very new, but already made a huge impact. And Definitely. I really enjoy listening to yours. So I'm very lucky to be your first international guest. <laughs> first international guest. So I feel like I, have I should have got know. you like a badge or something to say. Oh, well, you know, um, I'm sure this episode is going to be just as much of a memento <laughs> for, for me. You like uh, a stamp in your passport. Ask, yes, I have to ask. So why is it called... So I've been listening to your your podcast, and waffling yeah. is like a form of venting over there, and you all call it yeah. waffling? So we have a thing, like, 
is basically you know like if someone's just like so we over here we say like chatting rubbish or like oh he's just waffling on about something so that's kind of how it started because british people are very kind of like you know hard to get to know they're very like stiff upper lip so that's kind of how it started like just have a really good waffle <laughs> so just kind of like the and the waffle shop was born <laughs> but obviously i'm very aware that some people and i've had messages from some people in america like your podcast has nothing to do with waffles <laughs> just well, like, no, it's, it's kind of like a british kind of saying <laughs> in the same way my podcast has nothing to do with snacks so i support it true, i get it true, true. to be fair i probably should go on to that so I am a little bit in awe of kind of like your whole story with this. So before we get onto the main bit of the show, I just want to introduce you like properly. So your name is La La Luscious. Yes. And yeah. you're a drag queen from Minnesota. Yeah, I live in Minnesota now. Before this, I actually started drag in Indiana. So okay. I moved to Minneapolis two years ago, but I started in a very, very small town in Indiana. This is insane because one, like, I've, I've to say, you're the first drag queen that I've ever spoken to. <laughs> two, how <laughs> this is collaboration has even come around, it's still, it still baffles me. But I think what's really important is that the message, even though they're from two completely different walks of life, there's this kind of, you know, this overall message of kind of like, you know, opening up talking about doing what's right for you and there's a few things that i've picked up from your podcast which you need to check it out because i didn't i was never expecting to be inspired by a podcast done by a drag queen on the other side of the world <laughs> but, but some of the messages that you send now when it's you know the kind of like you know being the best version of yourself and stuff like that really drew me to it because it's like well that's what my podcast you know that's what i want to you know you know, kind of give the other like listeners like the confidence that you quite clearly have, if that's fair to say. Yeah, for sure. I think what I like about your podcast is that you have men being really, really open. And yeah, I was telling you before that that's not something you really see in American society, but I guess not in British society either, right? Yeah, it's it's a little bit hit and miss about kind of like I've got like a group of friends that you can talk about like oh god. You know, I've put weight on and put this on. When then there's other group of friends that are just, they just literally don't talk about that at all kind of thing. So it, it's good. And that, that's the whole reason why it started is to get people talking, get, you know, breaking down those barriers. So it, hopefully it's working. <laughs> yeah, I think that it's really important. I remember being a person who couldn't do that. And one of the things that drag helped me with was being able to be more in touch with my emotions. So, yeah, you know, if waffling on helps that, I definitely think that's super cool. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, as you know, obviously, you've listened to a few episodes now. We start um, the show with a thing called the weekly waffle. So, it's a chance for, you know, just to get something that's been bothering you or kind of just like getting on your go a little bit that you just get off your chest and hopefully it will make you feel a little bit better. Yes. Um, do you, do you have a weekly waffle? Of course. Um, well, like all over the world, um, um, the United States is relatively new to having to wear masks all the time. So I guess okay. my, my weekly waffle would just be more that I wish people would do it. Um, I don't okay. particularly enjoy it. I don't have 
a mask that uh, matches my outfits quite yet. So <laughs> we're working on that. But um, even though it's not coordinated with what I'm wearing, I still want to wear it to keep everybody safe. Um, so are you going to incorporate the whole wearing of the masks into your drag drag like performances? You know, I think that because it covers up my mouth too much, I don't see myself doing it in the performance. <laughs> Maybe some photo shoots, but I don't think I could do it with the performance. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> but I agree with you, the mask. I think there's kind of like, you see people out and about, it's kind of, there's that, especially in the UK at the minute, there's just kind of like, this kind of this, like, you know what, we're over it now kind of scenario going on in the UK at the minute. So we're, I think, personally, I think we're going to be hit by a second wave of this. But God knows, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm very thankful for podcasting because it's given me something to do. But Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I think that the bars and clubs here, although I really miss being on stage, they've just, yeah. they're opening up way too soon, in my opinion. But we'll see what happens, right? What's your weekly well, waffle? I, I feel bad now because mine's not as serious as <laughs> you. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> uh, you can waffle. You can waffle about anything. There's all different types okay. of waffles in the world. <laughs> True. <laughs> Um, so mine this week is, I don't know if you have it over in America, but we have like, like trainer socks over here and I've been trying to get out, be a bit more active, going on walks, you know, doing a bit of running and there is nothing I hate more that when I'm running or walking and my sock slips down in my shoe (laughs) and it's like, I don't want to stop. So now I'm just like being stubborn with myself because like, I'm not stopping now. Like it can stay there. But then, like, it just it just really winds me up. So now I've like I've got like favorite trainer socks, and I've got like train like I look at them and like they're they're just gonna slip down. It's like there's no chance I'm putting them on my feet. <laughs> so is a trainer sock like a shorter sock then? Yeah, so it's kind of like you'd wear them for like sports or like with trainers. So it doesn't look like you're wearing a sock, but you are. If that makes sense. Okay, we have. I don't those. know if you what you call them over there. Um, they're just sports socks. <laughs> Okay, yeah, we'll go. With, we'll go with that. But, I mean, try, that makes more sense. <laughs> I like the. I like the difference though. Trainer socks sound so much more classy. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're not any classy. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So yeah, I feel, I feel a tiny little bit better now. So if you can relate to you know the whole wearing of the mask and getting annoyed at people, you know, not wearing them, or if you like me have socks that really piss you off <laughs> right <laughs> let me know <laughs> i think the trainer socks thing is very serious because you know hopefully one day quarantine will be over but trainer socks that's here to stay so i definitely yes. feel your pain <laughs> no thank you for your weekly waffle <laughs> oh of course <laughs> Okay, so now on with the rest of the show. As you know, joining me this week, all the way from Minnesota, is La La Luscious, the larger-than-life drag queen. Like, if you should definitely check her out on Instagram. Definitely give the podcast a listen, because honestly, if I'm taking inspiration from a drag queen, it's literally, it is working wonders, <laughs> believe me. Um. One of the things that drew me to you is your story and kind of like how you kind of, you know, you went into the whole like drag thing. Um, do you want to, do you want to go through it? Absolutely. So I was in college and I started 
I well, first I talked about the first time I ever saw a drag queen, and I was super scared. Um, yeah. I said that I did not like it, and my friend looked at me and said, "I think you'd be really good at it." But at that time, I was really, really young, and I just didn't know what I wanted to do, and I thought I wanted different things in life at the time. Yeah. Actually, um, when I started drag, it actually took me. There was a big break. Um, between when I started and when I was professional uh, because I just okay. didn't know what I wanted. But when I first started, I went to an all-male college. And oh, wow. the reason why we wanted to have a drag show, and but in order for the school to give us money, a student had to participate. So we actually spent months going around and around in circles about who was going to do it. And then finally it landed on me. And I still had convinced <laughs> myself that I was not going to like it. Um, and I didn't really have much. I had a wig that someone had given me. Yeah. And I took every circular thing I could find in my dorm room at the time, <laughs> like pens and cups and all this stuff. And I like curled the wig myself with just like random things. Oh, wow. And then I took my bed sheet and some safety pins and made a gown. And that was all I had. I didn't even have heels for my first performance. <laughs> and somewhere, somehow, everybody loved it. And so I kept doing it in college, but then I kind of wanted to do other things, but... Yeah. That I needed some rent. My rent paid, and I did a contest, and I won that. And th that same club started hiring me, and that's how I became a professional. So that's it. Just it just <laughs> makes me laugh because it's like how you like no, I'm not going to enjoy it. And I think one thing that I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to go and like <laughs> cut, cut up a bed sheet and kind of like, start wearing heels. I'm not saying that, but like how you can kind of you got out of your comfort zone. And, like, you did something that, like, you were kind of, you know, you were convinced that you wasn't going to enjoy. And now it's kind of turned into this, like, really incredible platform that you're kind of reaching people, like, all over the world. Yeah. And I think, I think, it's, I think it's insane in a way. Because it's kind of like, just by taking that, like, small step out of your comfort zone, look what you've achieved. Exactly. I think taking the step out of your comfort zone, it... It can look like a small step on the outside looking in, but when you're doing it, it's actually one of the hardest things to do. Definitely. But I can also say that with it being one of the hardest things to do, once you do it, the everything that happens after tends to be a little bit easier. It tends to happen more naturally. Yeah. So if you are able to take that first step to whatever you want to do, you're definitely going to at least have an easier time after that because getting the courage to do it it really is the hardest part well, that's what i was going to say because it's like from a, like a confidence point of view like i mean is it kind of like the same as putting on like a i was about to say mass then but i didn't want to <laughs> don't annoy you with that thing but like you know like a way like maybe like a, a footballer would put on a pair of football boots kind of allow them to you know play football like they kind of that that's what you do to kind of step into like this kind of character like you've got to have like major confidence surely yeah i think that it, it goes both ways really it can be yeah. a mask because the parts that i don't like about myself or the parts that i struggle with with myself i sort out by yeah. doing drag but i've noticed that once i've stepped into drag more and more I find myself, yeah. like, just because I don't have the costume on, there are things about what I've learned as a drag queen that I retain in my yeah. everyday life. So it it definitely was a mask in the beginning, I would say. It was just kind of like, 
I was able to just have all types of fun. It was really fun, you know, just kind of creating yeah. all these different characters and having the freedom to do whatever I wanted to do. But at some point, as I became more invested, it did transfer to who I am every day. So, yeah. So it's kind of like it's it's now kind of built up into these things. Like, I, I don't know. I, I find it so fascinating because <laughs> I feel like I'm the worst person for it. Like, I never get myself out of my comfort zone. And my friend, Kerry-Ann, who I had on a few weeks ago on the podcast, she kind of, she's that friend that kind of gives me a kick every now and again, like, you need to do this, you need to do this. And then I kind of, like, pull myself away. So I think you're kind of an example of, like, look what you can achieve by stepping out of that comfort zone. And I think it's incredible. Is there something you're wanting to do uh, that you are holding yourself back from? Oh, I'm interviewing here. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it's just in general life. Like I, obviously with the whole situation that I've kind of, that I'm in with like my personal life and stuff like that, like with, you know, with my mom and like the house and my sister, Mm -hmm. um, I kind of, I've always like, oh no, I can't do that because of the situation. I can't do that because, you know, I've got Gemma. I can't do that because of the house. Whereas this whole lockdown thing has kind of, you know, it's proven to me that I don't need there to be, you know, I don't need to be there all the time to kind of, and it's kind of like I've been hiding behind that whole situation for such a huge period of time. And now it's kind of, that's been taken out of my control and I can't be there for my mom right now. You know, it's kind of proven to me, well, actually, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe now's the time. And I don't know. So yeah, if that's answers your question. Yeah, I definitely I definitely agree. I think that podcasting was kind of one of those things for me where I just had so much going on, but I knew it was something I always wanted to do. And it wasn't the same thing like drag where it was like yeah. I didn't feel like if I did it I would get like ridiculed or something. That was a different process. But I also, yeah. you know, I kept saying, Oh, I want to do this, oh I want to do this, but when am I going to do it? You know, so using this time to create something new is definitely there's something to yeah. be said for that it's a really powerful thing to do i was going to ask you that like because i don't think we've we've we spoke about it um what what made you start the podcast so i like to listen to podcasts when i travel and obviously as a drag queen i travel yeah. um a lot so <laughs> i I love listening to music because as a drag queen, you have to know a lot of music to be successful. But when I want to break from that, I listen to podcasts. So in the back of my mind, it was just kind of always an activity I knew. I was like, one day I do want to do this because I see parts of myself in this type of um, art form. Because it is an art form in its way. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. definitely. um, I saw parts of myself in that. So that was the first thing. But an interesting story, which I have not yet shared with my listeners, so I guess they'll be hearing it here first, is... Oh, is this, is this an exclusive? Yes. So, um, okay. one of the things that I plan on ending my season with is that currently I supervise a call center, um, a large call center in Minneapolis, um, and okay. I got that job talking about my experiences as a drag queen. I had no experience. I was not exactly qualified, but they picked me because I told them. Wow. Yeah, because I told them um, about how I ran shows. So they said, do you have any experience? I said, you know what? You're going to look at my resume and you're not going to see anything. But this is what I do outside of work. And I was like, I work with all types of different people. I 
can get things organized very quickly. I was like, I also know how to think of my feet. And if something goes wrong, I have to fix it really quickly. That happens to me all the time. Um, and <laughs> I know that, you know, this may not be anything what you're looking for, but it's what I have to offer. And I hope <laughs> that that you like it. And they love that it. That's incredible. Yeah. So... That is a really, really positive. <laughs> yeah, it was a huge position. And so now I'm very thankful because the job I have really, really, not only because I shared that with them, they're also really supportive yeah. of when I want to go do shows and things. So I don't have to worry about if I yeah. want to follow my dreams in this area, am I going to have to worry about, you know, not having a job in this area, or, you know, having conflict there. Um, so when that happened to me, I just kind of sat down and thought, I said, if taking what I've learned as a drag queen can do so much for me outside of drag, yeah. what I've learned can probably also help other people do what they want to do. And so that's why I Definitely. went that route with my podcast. And to be fair, it was, it's a really, really good route to go down. And I mean, like I said, and it's not to like kind of, you know, take anything away. It's like, I never thought I would be like, oh, wow. Like, you know, this is actually making sense to me there was um, one of your episodes and it really kind of, it hit a nerve with me and it was kind of like, not that it annoyed me, but it's kind of like, it, it got stuck into my head like for days, days on end. And to a point where I was actually telling my friend, like, you need to listen to this because it's just, ma- I don't know whether because of the climate we're in or whatever, it was just, it, just, it was just making so much sense to me. Um, I can't remember, the, oh, the quote that you used was um, to have something that you've never had you need to do something you've never done. Yeah, that that and was a quote by an American he, president, Thomas Jefferson. So, yeah, oh, really? he's, uh, oh, he's wow. a very, very old president. He was the third American president. But um, as you know, growing up at school... See, I was telling everybody ah, it was you. No, no. Um, <laughs> no, it was, it was a quote from him. But um, I did build my episode kind of around that quote. So, yeah. Well, it is, I think. And I think a lot can be taken from that because no matter what kind of walk of life or what kind of whatever stage of life that you're at whether you know how you know you you know unless you're incredibly successful or you know you're just starting out there is still something that you haven't done and there's still you know you can have everything in the world but you could still want more and obviously quite clearly to do that you need to do something that you've never done and i I don't know it just it really really struck a chord with me it's also something when when you find what you want to do and you pursue it if it's that one thing that really lights you up, it's going to take on different things yeah. in your life. Like when I first started doing drag, I think my biggest goal at the time was just to do a performance where I was completely put together with heels and everything. And then when that happened, I was yeah. like, you know, I just like to do like a regular show here and there. And then that happened. And now, you know, I'm all the way to, I'm running my own podcast. Was it, so, Was it like a slow process kind of like, because I imagine... I mean, I don't actually have a clue, but but does it like, you know, did you have to kind of like go out and do kind of like stuff to get your name out there, you know, like free shows or, you know, like advertise, like how did you kind of, it, how did it you start? It has been, I've been very lucky in general because okay. most drag queens who now, first of all, most drag queens in general, but especially ones who haven't been on a TV show or something like RuPaul's Drag Race or been in a movie or something like that, yeah. they don't get to perform and be active as long as I have. So I'm very, very thankful for that. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, with that being said, yeah, it definitely, I did a lot of free stuff. I spent a lot of money. Um, there were even times in my life where it was like, okay, I have this big show coming up um, and I want this new outfit, but my electric bills do. Maybe I can get them to hold on that. Yeah. That. And I don't suggest that anyone do that. I really don't. <laughs> but what I am suggesting is that if it's something you really want and it's something that really lights you up, it's going to put you into some uncomfortable situations that you're just going to have to navigate. And even if you don't make the yeah. right decision, you just can't be scared to be in that space because that is actually the space where you're learning and growing and you're, you're going to build on whatever it is you're trying to do. It just literally, I don't know whether it's just the time of where like I'm in, but like everything you say, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you need to listen to this. You need to do this. You need to do this. And it's really annoying because I know for a fact when <laughs> my mate Carrie Ann listens to this, she's going to be on my case now. I mean, like, yeah, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. <laughs> you know, it's just <laughs> it many, many years of me not, not, not doing and making those mistakes. So I don't, I yeah. want people to, to go out and do that as well. You know, if I can share what works yeah. for me and it helps someone else, that's amazing. But I also know that I got here by making a ton of mistakes and a ton of bad choices, but yeah. I don't regret anything at, right now, at least. <laughs> no, that's that. That's <laughs> well, no, but, but look what it, look what you've achieved from it. Like it is, I, I think it's a real kind of as cheesy as it sounds. Like it's actually really inspiring, and like as like I keep seeing it, but like I wasn't expecting to be this kind of like, wow, okay, yeah, this okay. You need to take those risks. You need to get out of your comfort zone. You know. You need, you know, what the the quote that Tom Jefferson said. You you know you need to kind of start living a little bit to kind of get to what because this is the first time since you know I've never really been overly passionate about you know I'm not a sporty person you know there's not really there's a lot of things that I'm not really bothered yeah. about so this is the first time with the podcast that I've actually found something that one I enjoy doing. Two, from a selfish point of view, it's helping me like with my mental health. Um, and three, like it, it seems to be helping others. And, you know, like there's so many times I feel like, you know, I, I can't, I can't really be bothered to record an episode this week. I, you know, I can't. And then every time I've kind of had those thoughts, like randomly, like I've had a message like from a listener. And, you know, e even today I had one to say, you know, thank you, I didn't understand anxiety, I didn't realise that I had it, until I started talking about, like, some of the things that happen to me when I get anxious, and, you know, they were saying that now I completely understand it, and you've made me feel like, well, okay, yeah, I'm having this too, but it's, I, it's okay. So, you know what, even if it's just helping that one person, I'm, I think it's a, it's a job well done. One thing I... So I'm incredibly proud of myself. One thing <laughs> I admire about you is that you seem very not concerned with like ratings or listens, but more concerned with really making that genuine impact on someone's life. Definitely. It was the, one of the first things I said when we started the podcast was that, you know, I, I'm not first about how many people listen to this. I'm not. That first episode I put out, I needed to do that. I needed to get that off my chest. I'd been building that up for three years. And they, it had to come out. 
Um, so then now, you know, you know, I'm now like three, what well, we started in end of March. We're now, you know, coming into June and it's, it's still having that tiny bit of an impact. And that for me is, you know, better than a thousand listeners. It's better than, you know, a million listeners, like just knowing that somewhere, you know, somewhere, and someone is, is is helping them it's given that little bit of a confidence to say like do you know what actually i feel like shit today but i don't want to go for a run oh, i don't want to do this but it's okay to feel like that are there are there things in your life that you like in the past like dreams and stuff you wanted that you just kind of let go um not really i because it's, it's it's quite a difficult one because i've never really felt like I've been able to live for myself. Like I love like going to gigs and like festivals and stuff like that. That's always been my thing. But in terms of like bigger things, I've never really done it because of either the situation I've been in kind of like yeah. my home life or because I've been too scared to do it. Whereas now I'm coming through the other side of that because it's proven that, you know, regardless of whether I'm at home or not, that situation is always going to carry on. So, you know, it, it's time to start taking some time for myself. Absolutely. I think it's so important to have something for you. One thing I'm struggling with with my own mother is that she has given her yeah. life to me and my sisters. And I, there is yeah. nothing more in the world that I appreciate more than the fact that she did that. Um, so I love that. Yeah. But we're also all out of the house now. And now she needs something for her. So I'm actually trying to encourage her to start her own podcast. We'll see if it goes well. <laughs> yes no definitely but definitely i think that no that. matter where you're at in life it you know even you know if you have a family situation or you know um you know kids or you know a significant other no matter what it yeah. is you should always in your life have something that's just for you you know definitely because i didn't realize the impact that you know kind of taking that time and kind of finding something you're passionate about and, you know, the impact it can have in such a positive exactly. way. And, you know, it seems to be like turning into like a bit of a thing to be, to be right, it's probably the first time I've like, I've ever, actually ever properly been proud of myself for doing something for me, yeah. not for other people. But now it's kind of, it is helping other people that, so I'm kind of oddly feeling proud about that as well. Not in a big headed way. You know, cause hold on. It's. Hold on to that feeling as long <laughs> as you can. Um, I think you and I are about you yeah. know, the same same age and maturity level in podcasting. But I can tell you, as as I became more developed in my drag career, it gets harder once you get more successful yeah. to remember why you're doing it. And just so don't hold yeah. on to those feelings as long as you can. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm so glad you you like you agreed to do this. Like I've I've genuinely I've been I think it's the first time like I've actually felt like a little <laughs> bit nervous like recording an episode and it's purely just because it's like I you know like you've you're such a huge personality and it's kind of like obviously I've this is the first time obviously my first guest that like, I've never yes. actually met you either. <laughs> so if you're ever in like England you're definitely going to have yes, to come for a pint. I uh, <laughs> would love to do that. You know, I was telling my friend, I my very, very first dream was to be the sixth Spice Girl. It was. 
So <laughs> what would you, what it would have been Sassy Spice. <laughs> um, no surprise there. Um, so I, I always said that I wanted to be, what was it that show? Top of the Pops? Is that still around? Oh, it, it's not. They do like okay. Christmas specials. So I was going to be so the now. Sixth Spice Girl and I was going to be on Top of the Pops. Um, and so even though this is <laughs> not that, you know, my first broadcast experience in the UK, I definitely will never forget it. I've waited a long time for something to happen. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, you've got it. <laughs> and I don't know if I should tell you this, but I think it was around this time last year that I actually went to see the Did Spice you really? Girls. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, it was a Christmas present. I think it was a drunken conversation we had. And then my auntie and uncle bought us tickets, me and my sister. And then, yeah, me and my sister and then my, my best mate, Carrie Ann, went. And do you know what? At first, when I walked in, I was like, oh, God, what are you doing here? And then by about two points in and, you know, Spice of Your Life came up, it was like, yeah, no, I don't care oh, who's yeah. watching. <laughs> this is my childhood. <laughs> I'm, I'm so jealous. I, I've... I, I... There was nothing bigger for me in life when I was a kid than the Spice Girls. Like that was that was goals right there. So <laughs> that was literally just like full yes. of nineties, isn't it? It's just it, yeah. No, I, I'm so, with you on that one. I'm Definitely. hoping they squeeze in just one more tour. <laughs> so we'll see. They've they've got to surely. Yeah. Once this is all over. <laughs> Honestly, thank you so no much problem. for joining me. It's, I've had I've had I've had such a laugh, and I hope you know. But you, you definitely, what, what's what, the name of your podcast? It's Snack, Snack Size, size no. the podcast. So I am about to put out, I did a casting call um, where it was okay. a contest where anybody with a story could just tell me what it was. And um, I picked a winner. Yeah. And so that episode's been recorded. I just need to edit it. And then that will be posted soon. And then after that, I have one more episode and that'll be it for this season. Um, I don't yeah. know what the future holds because, like you, it, uh, I don't know if you find this, but it's kind of like a one episode at a time thing. It's like you know, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it is because I kind of had it in my head that I'm going to record ten episodes of the season one, and then I'm going to kind of take some time out and I'm going to kind of reevaluate. I'm going to reach out because you're the first person I've actually like properly reached out to to say like, look, I think we've got the same message. I think we should kind of like collaborate a little bit. And, you know, this is actually episode <laughs> 11. <laughs> so and this is actually the final episode in my first ever season of the Waffle awesome. Shop podcast. <laughs> so thank you for, for that. Um, but yeah, so I, I agree with you. It's kind of like, you know, with everything going on at the minute, um, you know, it's kind of as much as there's a lot of downtime, it's actually quite hard to find the time to fit it in, yes. if that makes um, sense. I get that. I know that one of the things I've been able to have some really cool guests on mine, um, mostly from the TV show RuPaul's Drag Race, but I have a hoping to have some other people in different walks of life um, soon. So I think that while everybody's kind of on this uh, this break from life, it's a good time to try to get some interviews. So that's what I'm going to try to do, get some really cool people. <laughs> Do it. Well, if you yes. ever want to guess, um, I will have to have you. I will have <laughs> to have you on the second season. No, for sure. I would love to. I have no idea what that looks like right now, oh, but okay. I mean, I definitely would love to have you for sure. <laughs> it's not like I've got anything else to do. So, <laughs> just give, okay. give me a call. 
<laughs> but no, thank you so much for joining me. And I think that's a perfect kind of way to end season one yes. of the Waffle Shop podcast. Thank you, Waffle Shop. And that's it for season one of the Waffle Shop podcast. I just want to take this opportunity to say a massive thank you to everyone who has joined me on this journey so far. I want to say a special thank you to Joe for giving me the kick up the arse and the confidence to get it going. A special thank you to my auntie for taking me to near the new forest, getting me drunk and basically kickstarting the idea. Also, I want to say a massive thank you to our guests. It wouldn't have been the same without you. You have been incredible. And honestly, some of the episodes that we've recorded have been some of my favourite moments so far. And finally, to the listeners, thank you so much for tuning in week in, week out, getting involved, providing your feedback, and just hearing that you know it's helped in the tiniest possible way and made you guys you know start thinking how you're feeling. It's been incredible, so thank you so, so much. Just by listening in to me waffle on about my crap, you guys have actually helped me through some really, really tough times these past few months. So I will see you in a few weeks' time for season two. Stay safe. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon. <laughs>